Hey everybody, it's Pastor Paul. It's a Tuesday morning here at the home office at Four Oaks Church. It's April 27th, 2021, and we are coming down the home stretch of our study through the book of Exodus. And we're up to Exodus chapter 34. And to sign a situate chapter 34, we be reminded that God has brought his people out of Egypt. They belong to Pharaoh. Now they belong to God. God's brought them to Mount Sinai. He's given them his law. He's made a covenant with them. Moses goes on um, the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The people take matters into their own hands. They want to worship a God um, in the same way that their Egyptian overlords did. They make this golden calf. God wants to wipe them out. Moses intercedes for the people. And now we are in the aftermath of what happens next. And what I want us to see here in Exodus 34 is that we have nothing less than the gospel on display. We have this sinful, disobedient people. Let's look okay, at how God then thus responds to the sin of the people as they come to him, as they humble themselves, as they're confessing their sin, as Moses is crying out for them, what will God do? So let's look at verse chapter 34, beginning in verse 1. So the Lord said to Moses, cut for yourself two tablets of stone like the first, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablet which you broke. Be ready by the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No one shall come up with you and let no one be seen throughout all the mountain. Let no flocks or herds graze opposite that mountain. So Moses cut two tablets of stone like the first. And he rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai as the Lord had commanded him and took in his hand two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquities of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. And he said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, please let the Lord go in the midst of us, for it is a stiff-necked people, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. And behold, and he said, Behold, I am making a covenant. Before all your people I will do marvels such as have not been created in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people among whom you shall see the work of the Lord, for it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Now, at that point, as God is renewing the covenant, he goes through and restipulates all the um, things that he has formally told the Israelites they are to do in terms of observance of the Sabbath and not making idols and observing the various feasts. And we're not going to read um, through all that um, because because we've, we've, we've read it at length before. But that's what the, the remainder, most of the remainder of chapter 34 does. It, it details then these various laws and covenant stipulations. Now, 
re, re, be reminded that the first go around when God had given Moses the law on the tablets, the Ten Commandments, that Moses had come off the mountain and and God reminds Moses, you broke these, right? Remember that Moses saw the, um, the idolatry of the Israelites, saw them worshiping the golden calf. He throws the tablets down and breaks them. And remember, this was not some sort of temper tantrum on the part of Moses. This was not Moses losing his cool. This was not not Moses, um, you know, picking up his toys, taking them and going home. This was a very symbolic act, right? Um, Moses, by throwing the tablets down, um, was symbolizing the fact that the people had broken their covenant with God. This was a this was a ceremonial um, sort of destruction of these tablets, right? Um, so here are the people gathered up at the foot of the mountain of God. They are uh, instead of being patient, praying, worshiping, and sacrificing to God as God had in the way that God had told them to. They instead took matters into their own hands and were worshiping God in the way that they constructed for themselves, and they were in the process. Um, violating the second commandment. And Moses throws the tablets down to symbolize, okay, that of the breaking of the covenant, that you guys have walked away from the God that you've covenanted yourself to. Well, now God calls Moses back up the mountain and we're doing a whole new reset, right? He is going to call Moses to be up there again, 40 days and 40 nights, neither eating nor drinking. Um, it tells us that that God is um, creating two brand new tablets for the Ten Commandments, okay? Just as before, um, the whole scene is being played out um, identically to the one before, all right? And one of the things that we, that we want to understand here is that this is the way God works, right? Um, that... that hitting reset with the people is God's grace and mercy flowing to them even when they don't deserve it. Even though they have broken the covenant with God, God says, I'm going to remember my covenant with you. And I am going to initiate, be the initiator in restoring this covenant. In other words, it's not as, as if God says, now get your act together, and when you're obedient enough and faithful enough, um, come back, and I'll see what I can do with you. Nope, that's not what happens. Um, they, they've broken their covenant with God. They come before God pleading okay, for mercy and grace, which they do not deserve, right? And God says, okay, I'm going to take the initiative in reestablishing my covenant with you. You've already broken my covenant, okay? Um, but I'm going to begin anew with you. I am going to give you, I'm going to renew my covenant. I'm going to give you new, new tablets, which again were to symbolize. Couldn't God have just like put the tablets back together? Well, sure, okay? But he gave them two new tablets to symbolize the fact that this was a new beginning, um, a new start for them. And what a, what, a, what a great lesson we learned from this, right? That when we sin, walk away from God, 
and proverbially construct our own idols of worship, our own golden calves, that, that God doesn't wait for us to clean up our act. All he asks for us, from us is a humble, repentant heart to say, I am needy, I am broken, I have sinned, and I am throwing myself upon your mercy and grace, not because you're obligated to forgive me, but because I need your mercy. I'm in great need here. And this is what we see symbolized in this particular um, covenant renewal ceremony. Now, interestingly, uh, we learn something about the very nature of God here in verse 6. When it says the Lord, and that it's capitalized, it means Yahweh. The Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And this is a reminder, right? When it tells us that God is merciful and slow to anger, what he's showing us is that the deepest part of his heart towards his people um, is one of receiving them, is one of embracing them, is one of welcome, welcoming them back into his fellowship, not because of anything they've done, but because he is merciful and gracious, because he abounds in love and faithfulness. And so he is not eager, okay, or doesn't take pleasure in wiping out the wicked. He's not eager to bring the thunder down. Um, that only happens when people refuse his grace and mercy. And we, and we do see that. He says, by um, verse 7, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children in the fourth generations. What does that mean? It means that God is slow to anger, quick to love, quick to forgive those who know they need it. But for the guilty, those who don't know they need the mercy and grace, forgiveness of God, God does visit them with his just anger, his just wrath, his, his, his just, just punishment, right? But this is why we have to have a, uh, a mediator. And, and for the people of Israel, that was Moses, right? Um, and for us, that is, that is Jesus. And so the point of this passage is not to say, oh, look how bad the Israelites were. I'm glad I'm not like them. The point of the passage is to say, look how awesome and gracious and merciful God is and look at how much I'm just like the Israelites, right? And I want to be one who is able to see my sin, acknowledge my sin, humble myself in light of my sin, and then be able to cast myself upon the mercies of Christ, to run to him, to flee to him, to trust in him, and to know that this is possible because the Lord is slow to anger, but he is abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, abounding in mercy, uh, mercy and grace, and knowing that he goes with us, not because of, of what we've done, but because of who he is. And so, Christian, if you feel like you are the Israelite who has been worshiping on the mountain of God, the golden calf, that you have forsaken God, that you've turned away from him, that you've been distant, that your heart's been hard, that you don't feel close to him. All those feelings of guilt and shame, which might be 
rightfully felt, okay? Don't suppress them. Acknowledge them um, because it is through the acknowledgement of them that God receives us into his presence and pours out his mercy and grace. Wherever you are, whatever you do today, this passage is for you right here, right now. Re being reminded, God is slow to anger. He is abounding in steadfast love. And once again, we do we not see the gospel according to Moses, right? The, the gospel, the good news is all over this passage. Okay, tomorrow we're going to look at the end of chapter 34, which talks about the shining face of Moses. And um, this is going to be a good one. And so I look forward to it. I hope you join us. Let me pray. Lord, we commit to you this day and ask now that you would go before us, ask that you would draw us to yourself, that as you're revealing our true hearts to us, that we would not live in denial of that, but would acknowledge that and in acknowledging it, um, be free to pursue your mercy and grace, which you freely have given to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right.